Okay, let's try this again. <laughs> this is episode 31, You Are Not Broken. I previously recorded the whole thing on mute. So let me just make sure I have a waveform. Yes, I can see sounds coming out. Okay, here we go. Welcome back to the Lioness Podcast. I am your host, Olaya Land. I am a pleasure and empowerment coach. I am here to help you navigate dating, sex, and relationships from a place of self-love. I'm ethically non-monogamous, queer, sex positive, kink positive. I believe all bodies are good bodies. It is my mission to help you feel sexually and emotionally empowered so you can bring that power out into the world. Because y'all, we need to see more women and femmes standing in their power and shaking shit up. (laughs) So what are we talking about on the podcast today? I have an important message I want to share with you today. And I posted about this on social media a couple days ago, and I got so much feedback. I thought, okay, we need to talk about this. So the message I want to talk about today is that if you struggle to enjoy sex or feel sexual, you are not broken. We are going to get into it and break this down and talk about why there is absolutely nothing wrong with you. But before we dive in, I have a few announcements for you. So number one, I wanted to give you a heads up that episodes are going to be shorter. So your girl is busy. (laughs) I am going through a busy season. I am coaching clients. I am doing a year-long program to get another coaching certification. This one is on specifically on sex, love, and relationships. I am learning so much good stuff, y'all. I am excited to share it with you. Actually, I already am sharing it with you. I have been sharing it with you. (laughs) But I have a lot going on. And I do all the recording, editing, producing of the podcast myself. So in order to keep creating new episodes for you, I have to scale back a little bit. So we are going to be moving to a 15 to 20 minute format for the time being. Number two, a note on language. In an effort to keep this show inclusive of all genders, which is very important to me, I am going to be referring to women and men, male and female, but also to vulva owners, penis owners, vagina owners, etc., Non-binary folks are welcome here. Trans folks are welcome here. When I record the show, I'm speaking primarily to people who identify as women and femmes because these are the people most heavily impacted by patriarchy, but everyone is welcome here. And of course, I am open to feedback on how to make the show and my language as inclusive as possible. If you have any suggestions, feedback, tips, please get in touch. I will put a link for that in the show notes. Speaking of feedback, Number three announcement is that I want your feedback. (laughs) I love recording the podcast. I love hearing from all of you about what resonates and what you find helpful. And to make it easier for you to share what you're interested in and what you want to hear more about, I have created a super short one and a half minute and completely anonymous questionnaire for you. I will drop a link for that into the show notes. It would be so incredibly helpful if you'd go there right now and share your feedback. I'm serious. I'll wait. (laughs) Unless, of course, you're driving, in which case, definitely do not do that. (laughs) But it's super fast. The questions are pretty thought-provoking, in my opinion. It's a fun little survey. And of course, sharing your feedback is a great way to support my work, support this podcast, and make it as helpful as possible. Okay, those were the announcements I have for you today. Let's get into it. So, One thing I hear pretty often from people who are socialized as women is some version of, I don't want to have sex as much as my partner. I don't actually care about sex that much. I don't feel that turned on. What's wrong with me? So I want to clear this up once and for all. Nothing is wrong with you. Nothing. (laughs) If you struggle to enjoy sex, 
if you feel less interested in sex than you think you should be, if you have trouble feeling pleasure in your body, if you don't know what you like sexually, if your desire doesn't match up with your partners, if you find it hard to orgasm reliably, or if you haven't experienced an orgasm yet, you are not broken. There is nothing wrong with you. You are normal. And yes, I am probably going to repeat that many more times in this episode, because this is not the message we get from society, and it is so important to understand that you are not broken and there is nothing wrong with you. Okay, so let's look at why so many people socialize as women feel like there's something wrong with us sexually. And just a side note, I will be doing a part two to this episode that will go into ways to enjoy sex more, have better orgasms, generally feel more sexual. But today I want to break down some of the reasons that so many women and femmes feel like there's something wrong with us sexually. So number one reason, we live in a society that takes male desire and male sexual response as the baseline. So I'm not going to get into a full history lesson here, but suffice it to say that patriarchy is real (laughs) and it has created a culture in which women's sexuality has been feared, scorned, suppressed, controlled. Okay. The medical establishment has ignored female sexual anatomy for centuries. And I know I just said I was not going to do a history lesson, but a mini history lesson. Okay. (laughs) So in the West, Renaissance physicians had knowledge of female sexual anatomy and the many pleasure regions within and around the vagina. So this blew my mind when I when I first heard this. So I'm going to read you a little quote today. I know I said I was going to try to keep the episode short, but fuck it. <laughs> this is a really good quote. It's super interesting. This is from Sherry Winston's excellent book, Women's Anatomy of Arousal. The language of this book is a little bit dated. It was written, I think, in 2010. Um, but it is an excellent, excellent resource on female sexual anatomy, female sexual arousal. Definitely check it out. I will put a link to that in the show notes. Okay. So Sherry writes, women's sexuality is a powerful force that depending on the time and place was revered or feared, encouraged or denied. The study of women's bodies is thus particularly fraught and tangled with ideas about how women are, what it means to be female, especially in relation to men, and beliefs about feminine sexuality. Another reason we lack accurate information about women's pleasure systems is that images in anatomy texts have typically reflected prevailing cultural attitudes about female sexuality. As the views of women and their erotic nature shifted, the models of their genital anatomy changed with them, mirroring those cultural constructs. In early Western culture, anatomy, medical, and midwifery texts included female pleasure and many of the parts responsible for it. Okay, (laughs) so this is not new information. This is information that that we used to have within the culture and that has been lost. So Sherry continues, fast forward to the Victorian era. By the 1800s, all the parts responsible for arousal and orgasm were gone from the pictures and texts in many anatomy books, while the reproductive structures remained. So this knowledge was lost as subsequent generations of doctors effectively erased female sexual anatomy to the point that today people are still questioning things like, does the G-spot exist? If so, do all vagina owners have one? Yes, it does. Yes, we do. (laughs) We should not be debating this. Also today, male sexual function gets many more research dollars than female arousal and sexual function. The result of this is that arousal and desire are viewed from the male perspective and anything that varies from the baseline is seen as abnormal. So I am here to tell you that this is not the case. Studies have shown that people socialize as women commonly take longer to get fully turned on. 
and that our desire is more dependent on context than male desire. So that means things like stress, do you trust your partner? How do you feel about your body? And I said I was going to try to make this episode short, but I saw a really excellent quote on Instagram yesterday that I feel like I need to share with you. So this one is from Dr. Lori Mintz. She is a fantastic sex educator. If you do not know her, you absolutely should check her out, follow her. She does amazing work. Um, I will put a link to that in the show notes. So this is the quote. If you give some people canned ravioli and others ravioli made by a chef, it's not good science to assume one group likes ravioli more. This is what we do with sex. Women don't like sex less than men. We are just getting lower quality sex. This metaphor is from an article explaining the differences found in scientific studies between women and men in terms of sexual desire and enjoyment. And the authors argue that one of the main reasons for these differences is simply that women experience substantially worse sex than men do. Okay, so if we, I will put a link to this in the show notes. If we are not having as good good a sex, why would we be excited about it? Why would we feel sexual? Why would that be something that we want to do on a regular basis? Okay, that is not a woman problem. That is like a society problem. So who wants to eat canned ravioli in short every day? Nobody, okay? <laughs> so I'm going to stop here because clearly I could talk about this for hours. And like I said, I'm trying to keep this episode short. But my point is, female sexuality is not male sexuality light. As a society, we have not received the information we need to prioritize the pleasure of people with vulvas and vaginas. We need to learn to honor our bodies and to honor our unique desire and arousal and not pathologize our sexuality when it doesn't line up with the version we're sold by patriarchy. Okay, (laughs) moving on to point number two, which is related to point number one. This is that people with vulvas are not taught or encouraged to explore their own bodies and pleasure the way penis owners are. And I am speaking generally, of course. There's a lot of shaming around solo sexual exploration in general as we're growing up. But think about all the boys will be boys messaging we get from movies, books, social media, and how girls are taught it's their job to protect their virginity. And side note, virginity is a social construct, y'all, and one that contributes to sex negative attitudes. I am not going to get into that. That could be the subject of a whole nother podcast. (laughs) But generally, boys are socialized as pursuers and allowed to be sexual, and girls are socialized as innocent, quote unquote, innocent and pure and shamed for being sexual. So these attitudes do not encourage people socialized as women to embrace sexual exploration or to have positive and liberated attitudes about their bodies and their sexuality. As we're growing up, we're also taught very little about female sexual anatomy and arousal. This goes for both men and women, which means that when we start having sex, we have no idea how to actually make it feel good for people with vaginas. (laughs) So this is bad, y'all. Problematic. So I don't know if I actually believe it's harder to get people with vaginas off or not, but I do know that we have that perception as a culture and we kind of just accept it as fact and go on about our business without taking the time to question it or to learn what it would take to make that not the case, which is why the orgasm gap is very real. And if you have no idea what I'm talking about, just Google orgasm gap and be prepared to be shocked slash angry slash annoyed. So what is my point with all this? My point is, it's hard to experience orgasms and pleasure and feel sexual when you associate your sexuality with something shameful or dirty or as something meant for other people or when you or your partners don't have the information you need to make sex feel good. Okay, number three point. 
we get all sorts of messed up and contradictory messages about female sexuality. So we live in a sex negative culture, y'all. Women are told that our value lies primarily in our appearance and our sexiness and simultaneously that being too sexy is dangerous. So we feel this danger socially in the form of slut shaming, being seen as too much, generally being ostracized or looked down upon, and we feel this danger physically in the form of sexual violence. So I invite you to take a minute to think about all the messaging you received about your sexual expression growing up and probably honestly continue to receive. So seriously, take a minute, think about it. Think about all the messages you got from your family, from your friends, from school, from your teachers, from religion, from church, from romantic partners, from television, from books, from social media. I'm willing to bet that a lot of that messaging didn't encourage you to explore your sexuality without guilt or shame, to feel at home in your body and your sexuality, to express your sexual desires to your partners, or to teach them how to touch you in ways that bring you the most pleasure. So I am laying all of this out not to make you feel bad or hopeless about your own sexual experience growing up or about the fact that we live in a largely sex negative culture, which honestly is kind of a bummer, (laughs) but because I want you to see how growing up in this context, it's no surprise that so many women feel like something is wrong with them. But guess what? It's not you. It's the context you grew up in. It's the messaging you received. It's the knowledge about your own body and sexuality that you weren't given. Which means, and I think you know what I'm going to say here, (laughs) there's nothing wrong with you. You are completely normal. And there's more good news. If you received all of these unhelpful messages from society, they are not an, an innate part of you and you can undo them. You can reclaim your pleasure for you. You can learn what turns you on and what doesn't. You can learn how to reliably have an orgasm or have your first orgasm. You can teach your partner or partners how you like to be teased and touched. It doesn't matter how old you are or what your experience has been up to now. I know because I have experienced this transformation within myself and I've seen many other women experience it as well. And of course, if you would like to learn more about how to feel more sexually alive and experience more sexual pleasure, this is exactly the work I do with my clients. If you'd like to learn more about how to work with me, I will drop a link in the show notes. It is my mission to see as many women and femmes as possible living liberated, fully sexually expressed lives full of pleasure and joy. I love this work, y'all. And I would be honored to support you on your journey. Okay, that's what I have for you today. But before I go, I want to leave you with a couple thoughts, a couple little things for you to noodle on as you go through your week. Feeling sexually alive starts with learning about how your individual body works and honoring that. And if you want to enjoy sex more, the first step is to understand that there is absolutely nothing wrong with you. No matter how long it takes you to get turned on or orgasm, no matter how much pleasure you currently feel in your body, no matter what your partner or partner's desire and arousal look like, no matter what society tells you about what sex should look like, you are normal, you are okay, you are not broken. All right, y'all. That's what I have for you. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Thank you for being part of this community. If you are enjoying this podcast, if it has helped you in some way, if you would like to support my work, one of the best ways you can do that is to share the podcast with a friend, or if you prefer, share on social media, or rate and review wherever you listen to podcasts. And of course, be sure to follow and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts to find out when a new episode drops. 
Sharing the podcast really is one of the best ways to support my work. And as always, I am so grateful for your support. I will be back soon with another episode for you. Until then, I hope you have a beautiful week and remember that you are perfect and normal exactly as you are.